Hey everyone, this is Aaron from the Redeeming Identity Podcast. Today is July 30th, 2023. I'm recording this to kind of give people an update before this episode. I know we've been uh, probably two months since we've recorded an episode and just to give everyone a framework, um, Megan and I are on our way to Atlanta for her to have a surgery, uh, second surgery in a couple years, dealing with some uh, issues with reproductive health. And and uh, we are going in with a phenomenal doctor to remove some cysts. And uh, so your prayers are definitely coveted. And your prayers are also coveted with uh, this ministry, this podcast. Uh, as Paul said, the enemy has tried to stop us many times, but we will not stop. And so um, we recorded this conversation that you're about to listen to back in June. And so you will hear some references to June and to Pride Month and our response to that. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope that you are blessed. One of the other things you will hear is a new series of podcasts that we are starting and really something the Lord has laid on my heart and we are calling it the Redeeming Identity Journey from confusion in my identity to confidence in Christ and who He says I am. Really excited for this, really a discipleship, a uh, way to walk with each other, a way for us to walk with you if you're struggling. Um to find a way to renew your mind, find freedom from from a lost identity. So definitely look forward to that, but uh, hope you guys enjoy this conversation between Megan and I. How are you doing, babe? How's everything? Hey. Yeah, what's been going on? Well, Lord mercy. <laughs> what hasn't? <laughs> I mean, I know we've had some life happening to us and kind of some more health issues. Uh, I did get to go on a trip uh, that was great with our family. A trip, not really a vacation. Although it was awesome. It was awesome, but there is a difference between trip and vacation. Yes. This Uh, was a trip. (laughs) We uh, were exhausted when we got back, but it was wonderful. We went to the Noah's Ark encounter in northern Kentucky near Cincinnati and also the Creation Museum. Um, Some really, really good stuff. Literally, uh, it is a full-size replica of Noah's Ark, like 150 yards long and maybe like 30, 40, 50 yards wide. And so four decks, I think. Three, three decks. So... But, I mean, still take your breath away. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, what was your favorite part of the whole thing? Can you remember? So much. I mean, um, it's, you know, it's, again, it's a lot of, it's a lot of reading, <laughs> a lot of reading, but I think, um, my favorite, my favorite part was just, um, just how much they interweave the gospel mm. into every aspect of the encounter. Um, yeah. You could not go to, a, a, you know, some type of screening or um, like we even did a, a um, three, was it three, four D type visual, um, like some kind of simulation ride. But I mean, 
either way, you are going to see the gospel interweaved mm-hmm. about salvation. And, um, you know, it definitely was one of those things that I, such an ev- evangelistic thing because um, I could see so many people from all over the, I mean, we, we, we would just hear other languages around us. I'm sure there are people that, because that are atheists or don't even, even if they're more, um, you know, intellectually gifted or even questioning their faith, even question if there even is a God, um, you know, even just scholars and, um, you know, that would question the universe and worldview versus um, creation, all those things. Like it was just all interweaved where, um, you know, you could see it historically proven, um, historically proven that this did take place and that, I mean, that the Bible um, and what we do put our faith and our trust in did happen. I mean, there are physical and historical markers of it. So to see it, um, it's just, wow. Like it was just very much what, uh, you know, that's just, like I said earlier, just take your breath away where you're just like, wow, like it's amazing. Um, what God did and, um, you know, just the story itself and where, the fall of man and creation, where it all came from. Yeah. Which honestly is a perfect segue into even the whole redeeming identity journey and where God has put it on my heart. What my favorite part, I'd say there were, there were a couple things that really stuck out. So we watched to start our entire thing. We went to the creation museum and there was a 40 movie experience if you've been to disney or anything like that you put on the 3d glasses and you sit in the chair and they spray things and they blow wind at you and the seats rumble and stuff like that so uh we watched the first one that was about i think that one was about the ark but the other one called six days and man it was it was about the six days of creation my favorite thing was the narrator the way that he said the word and when it said God saw it and he saw that it was good. Like he just, the way that he said the word good. And I went with like this delight and like this understanding. Cause I feel like so many times and we'll share in kind of a, just a response in a kind of response about June in a second, you know, so many times as believers, uh, seeing what's going on in the world and being disheartened, it's easy to to only focus on the evil and not focus on what God created, the goodness of his creation. Um, and so I love that. And of course, uh, the fearfully and wonderfully made exhibit for many reasons um, for some that we personally are, are experiencing, but also again, um, Sean Foyt, one of my favorite artists released a song called Imago Dei, which means the image of God. Um, I think that's Latin or Greek, Um, but it is so cool seeing how intentional God 
forms every single human life from mm-hmm. conception to birth mm-hmm. and and everything's intentional and that's that was the entire creation museum and even going to Noah's ark and seeing the intentionality in every animal the intentionality of the the specific way that God told Noah to build the ark mm-hmm. was yes. a, like the only way that that anything could survive uh, that type of crazy waters coming from everywhere. And so just the intentionality that God doesn't waste anything and he does it on purpose or a purpose. There's, there's no accidents. There's no mistakes in his creation. Um, and like Megan said, uh, the mistakes came in the fall of man when we as human beings, when Adam and Eve took a step away from what God had planned, and then we see the result of that. But then beautifully, everywhere, we see God's redemption of every aspect and new life. And so that's really where our heart is. Um, one, one more thing before we move on. So in this, where we're looking, it's still the month of June, and I'm glad we're getting to do this in the month of June still. And you would have to be in a cave or locked away, not seeing anything, social media, news media, to not know what is happening in the month of June everywhere. And so it's been deemed pride, quote unquote, pride month. And so you see all of these different flags and, and you know, the, the pride flag, which used to be a rainbow, but only six colors. And now it's all kinds of colors and symbols. And what was so cool was walking into the Noah's Ark from where the buses dropped us off. You walk under this beautiful seven color, seven color rainbow. And that's important. It's funny that for years that the, um, you know, the world, the enemy has put this other rainbow and it's only got six. And so it's not the number of man. It's the number of man, you know, and, and so it's, it's really interesting. That was just something so beautiful. Like I feel like so many times now, as, as Megan has said, if God blesses us with a daughter, she feels like, man, I, I don't you know, little girls wearing a rainbow shirt or a unicorn thing. And you're yeah. all of a sudden, Oh no. You know, yeah. it's where we have to take back what, what the, what that symbol was mm-hmm. originally created to be, which was God's promise. Yeah. And I've heard um, one of my favorite podcasters, Ali Vestecki say, and uh, that isn't, it's not the pride month. It's no way, no edic. But I'm no saying no way it covenant month, <laughs> and that that's what we're going to celebrate so, as believers is the true meaning of what God meant for mm-hmm. that to to mean for for people and His promise wow. of um, never destroying the 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 world again through a flood. Doesn't mean that I've you know which I may be reaching here, but. We know what ultimately revelations hold and where where the world will be destroyed again. Yeah. But it won't be by flood. It'll be yeah. by fire. Um, and that is to come. That's yeah. what the Bible says. Yeah. 
and uh, but that you know what that ultimately means when he first put it in the sky after the flood is that promise of redemption, mm-hmm. that promise of hope. Um, and what does the enemy do? He distorts yeah. it, and that's what the world has done. Yeah. It, it's it's there's a lot of things we do recommend. I mean, we're not going to dig into all of the things that have been happening in in the news and in these cities. And, you know, there's even in our city, it's heartbreaking for me to see that um, city government is celebrating um, the whole month that they're giving their support and their affirmation. And so what is our response as the Redeeming Identity podcast and Megan and I and um, and really where where it's called Pride Month, we I've really felt led to say, well, here we're going to call it Humility Month. Um, you really, I love the Noahic Covenant as well because it was a you know, one of the things at the ark was seeing the altar that they made and them worshiping God and putting him back in the proper place, starting with him in the proper place. Yes. You know, um, because everything before the flood, it was the rise of pride of man and and evil and getting out from underneath God's covering and, and getting out and thinking that I'm God. And the first thing Noah did when they got off the ship was he built an altar and he, they kneeled and they worshiped and they said, you are God. And so what does God, how does God, what is it, what is his response when he sees pride? Well, his word says, as God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Mm. And so that's really been my prayer been our prayer, you know, I think it is always critical to the very first thing of our response is to submit to God. And the very next thing is, is where we're going. So we're, we're going to jump into the redeeming identity journey here, but and I love that you said it a couple weeks ago about really, uh, and it's kind of an old, I've heard in some Pentecostal charismatic circles about, raiding the enemy's camp or going into the enemy's yes, camp and taking back. back yeah. Um, so all, all of our, yes, went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me and he's keep, and he's under my feet. Yep. He gets it. So and all of our Pentecostal yes. friends, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it not like, it's funny that you mentioned that because I mean, I will still, when I, when I have moments of, struggle with lies of the enemy like I, I still remember that like I, I still recall that in my spirit and um but it's truth like yeah. it's just walking in the authority that God yeah. has given us as believers yes. and taking back so you know really what what we know is is that we fight a real enemy a real devil um, the one that absolutely showed the most pride in the beginning when he said, I will ascend to, to and I will be God. And God said, mm, about um, 
one snap later, <laughs> one, one, up, oh, you're done. And, uh, and so Satan, along with one third of the angels fell. And so we fight a real devil who is out to steal, kill and destroy. And, uh, Ephesians six twelve says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And so this is just a reminder, you know, we've submitted ourselves to God, but I want to remind all of us, me included, because when I read the news, when I see what's going on, it's easy to point the finger at a person and remember that the real enemy is Satan, who has deceived, who has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and so what we feel called to do specifically Megan and I and redeeming identity is to confront our real enemy. And like she had that analogy, that song of raiding the enemy's camp to go into these dark places and to bring with us out of captivity to hope that, that we can bring others to, to Jesus and say, Hey, here is the truth. Here is life about your gender, your sexuality, your identity that was created by God on purpose for a purpose. And so, um, so here we go. This is the redeeming identity journey once again from confusion and I would say chaos in my identity and our identity to confidence in Christ and who he says I am so much confusion, so much chaos. And for years, um, I've, I've had this analogy that Megan gets tired of. I'm sure of the movie blood diamond. I, I think she bought it for a birthday or Christmas for me. Once. I did, Cause I, you were adamant about this movie. I'd never seen it before. And, um, I think it was actually during COVID. So it's not, you know, and I just got on Amazon and, surprised him because I, you know, obviously you kept talking about it. So I said, I have got to see this movie because I don't understand what he's talking about. Um, and, uh, so I bought it and, um, and I agree. It's, 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 um, I mean, obviously we're not going to endorse it as far as, um, because of its rating, but, um, you know, depending on, you know, viewer discretion, I will say advise on it as, as adults. Um, for an adult to to watch um for ministry purposes yeah it you can interweave see um you know the the um lie the the deception um that happens with this little boy which you know more details than i do but you can see as far as names i can't recall the names um but which i'll let you talk more about but you can definitely see this 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 analogy of the enemy's lies of confusion yeah. in this story. And, and so um, it's, a, it's a movie that is based around a diamond conflict, a blood conflict over the mining and selling and purchasing of, of literal huge diamonds in Africa that were, and this is, it's based on true story, true events that, uh, slate through forced slave labor and, um, just, just terrorism of these 
these people and these um, just lovely families in um, these lovely families in Sierra Leone in Africa in West Africa and um, and so there was so many power players and specifically on the ground level you had these warlords these kind of guerrilla warfare warlords that were in cahoots with these huge diamond sellers that, you know, all the way from there to England, United States, you name it. But um, these warlords, their strategy was to to take these young boys from an early age and to take them, kidnap them away from from their families and to through manipulation, through uh, and, and the movie actually shows you and takes you through the process yeah. of the brainwashing. Yes. Um, and, and literally the, um, you know, Romans 12 talks about being uh, conformed to the thought pattern of the world and says no longer be conformed. And literally what these guys are doing is, is shaping brain chemicals. Uh, It's the same thing that happens with sex trafficking in uh, these girls that get taken and quote unquote boyfriended and uh, just things that say, we're going to kill your parents if you try to run. Hey, your parents don't love you. We really do. And you see that the same exact thing happen. Um, And they just start telling these boys the very first lie that I, that I see them is like, I'm your dad. No, 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 no. They're not your dad. They they don't really love you. I get you what you want. They bring drugs and alcohol to these little boys. Who knows what else? And um, you know, make they them watch violent things. Watch, make them shoot, shoot, um, and, and just do these things. And you see the breakdown mm-hmm. where finally there's a break, and this these little boys that are these sweet. Man, I think six, seven, eight-year-old little boy believes I am a murderer. Yes. I'm a monster. They, they, they take on this identity, and out of that identity is is the action, is what they end up living out. And so, long story short, this storyline is one of them that you see this father of this little boy. You see Solomon Vandy that is in desperate search of his lost son, his son who has been taken captive, really, to the enemy's camp. And he he, he says, I don't care. I will do whatever it takes to get my son back. And we get to this final scene. And it's just so beautiful that we see this father whose son is now pointing a gun at him. About to kill him. About to kill his own father. And the father just begins to remind him the truth of who he is. Calls him by his name. Calls him by name. Mm -hmm. Calls him by name and over and over again says, you are... You are Diavandi of the proud Mamri tribe, and says that you you love you love soccer, the and begins to just remind him of all these things. Your your mother she's made your favorite this, and 
and the the chickens wait and the goats and and you are not you are not this monster you are my son yep and you will come home with me and you see him drop the gun and so that like I've seen that in my mind for years, really behind redeeming identity, and that is the way out is is very much like it. The way that we that so many of us in this world, how have we ended up at what we're seeing in June? Yeah. How have we ended up here? No, it's yeah, it's not it's not random. Yeah. And how strategic the enemy has been when it comes to our children, um, which bringing out even just the story of Blood Diamond is how young they are going after. Why are, why are they doing this? Because of, like you said, the, the, the moldability, the, the cognitive, the, the cognitive understanding, the mind, the development of the brain of understanding these children are vulnerable. They are vulnerable because they are not fully developed. And um, those are those, the most formative years is the toddler to, to preschool to kindergarten uh, ages. And what is social media? What is organizations? Everything pushing for for this agenda, which is towards the children. And if they can get it at the young age of those formative years, then we don't, we're no telling where our generation is going to be years from now. And so it literally is the call, our calling as parents, as the church to literally snatch them out of that mindset and where we have to, I you know, don't believe it's just a specific calling for one person or whatever. It literally is, it's an all call yeah. um, to stand in the gap and to call these children up and these young people up and understanding of who they are yeah. in, in Christ, the truth. Yeah. Um, and so, and, you know, it's just heartbreaking, yeah. you know, and I could get even more on tangent about that, but, um, but it really is, uh, where our heart breaks um, because we it's very obvious um, where, you know, I feel like years, years ago it was so secretive, but now it is so obvious. Even, even the way that I even spoke at, you know, in the first, the very first episode of Redeeming Identity podcast, it's even morphed and changed. And, and even the talk about safe places and things like that. And now, I mean, it's, it's out in broad daylight. So um, we could be on tangents on that forever. <laughs> but going back to the blood diamond analogy, you know, the, the real question, I'm like, how, man, how did we get here? That's always the question that we need to ask is like, okay, how did I get here? Now, how do I get out? Right. How how if I ended up in a cave, I need to know how to get out of the cave. If I ended up in a hole, I need to figure out how to then get out of it. And so whether you are listening to this 
for somebody that you love or whether you struggle. And, you know, I know, um, I know that cave. I know what it's like to be in a state of just complete confusion, chaos when it comes to my sexuality. You know, I can so see had I been born in this generation, if gender, if if all this stuff was thrown in my face at an early age, that very well could be another aspect where I go, oh, am, I, am I a girl? Am I a boy? And so, um, so how how did we even get here? When and beyond all of the, I, I do encourage you go listen to podcasts that really break down the sexual revolution and all of that. But in a spiritual sense. How did we get here? And so I love Romans 1. So many people, we, we think we have to start at the wrath of God, which it does talk about. But I love that Paul actually starts in, in verse 16. And he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. And so just to just to start the whole thing, as we read this, as as you continue to listen and approach these things, take the whole look and see that God is good. He loves you. It is his power that worked in you for salvation for everyone who believes. It is his power who works in you for transformation. And so righteousness comes through faith in Christ. And, and his goodness and his grace. So start from there. And then we can move on to the, the kind of harder hitting. So uh, the, in the ESV, and this is right after it says that the wrath of God is revealed to everyone um, because they suppressed the truth of God by, by their lifestyles. They, they, uh, and, and then it goes on to say, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal men and birds and animals and creeping things. And it was because of that, therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts and all of these things because... They exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and they worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. And Can I interject something? Yeah. Well, even with like this thing of, of changing, um, exchanging, therefore God gave them up in the list of their hearts impurity to dishonored bodies because they exchanged the truth. They're exchanging the truth about God for a lie. They don't know how we're getting confused because they don't know God. They don't know who God is. When we don't have a view of God and who he is, then it becomes distorted. And I think we've said this before, and we see it in media and in uh, everything that's being pushed with um, homosexuality and transgenderism and all this, the movement, and even in moms. I mean, I, 
moms that will just, they will choose to take their child to these drag queen story hours. They're, they're choosing to go to these parades in the, and they really, in their minds, even if they themselves don't identify or don't even participate as far as their sexuality or their marriage or whatever, or their child, they'll still go and support it. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, and then they're really in their minds. Mm-hmm. They believe, they really believe that they're doing what's right. Yeah. And it's a lot. Yeah. They they truly believe I'm being inclusive. I'm being loving. Mm-hmm. Love thy neighbor. Yeah. Do all you know. And they really are. And it all goes back to why? Because they're believing the lie. Mm-hmm. They don't know who God is. They don't know the the, the truth. Yeah. Um. And so you know that's you know where sometimes that is where the struggle and the tension mm-hmm. is because I. You know, and again, we're navigating this, and I, I believe that that's where um, it is. T- it is tough as believers, as mm-hmm. people of faith, to talk and have open conversations mm-hmm. because there is such a a wall up of you know of of just not being willing to hear truth, not being and, and not understand, and even. Those that hear the truth can just completely tune it out um, because in their minds, if I'm making sense, in their minds, they've just, they've exchanged it yeah. for, for the lot. Yeah. So. I do love what in the NLT, like if there was a step one, how, how did you get into it? Step one would be exchange the truth of God for a lie. I like how the NLT says it. They began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. And and that's any of us. And and, and really, you know, um, the, the number one attack of the enemy, I really believe, and his chief strategy in the very beginning is to attack God's character and His image in who we in in our minds. Um, if you want to take one of these children, for instance, that gets captured, and one of these girls, who do they always talk about? It's their parents. It's where they come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you get to that level of foundation. And the enemy begins to say things, and we've been walking through something. Hey, you think God really loves you? He, yeah. he wouldn't let something yeah. like this happen to you or your mom or your, you know, oh, God, a good God wouldn't. A man like that, you know, I've, I've seen it for so many years that, um, the very beginning, you're talking about the fall of man. It is the place to start. It's how we all get there. And the devil came to Eve and he says, did God really say? And she goes, huh. Well, uh, yeah, I think. No, he knows that you won't surely die. He knows that it will open your eyes and you'll be like him. 
Which was not a lie. It was not a it lie. It was actually a truth. And, and you know, this is not but, in Scripture. I'm not claiming that it is. But I just, I, I, I wonder if in her mind and if the enemy's strategy was like, hey, Eve, God doesn't, he doesn't, he's withholding, he's withholding that. Yeah. He's keeping your best life from you. Do you really think that you can trust him? Nah, come on. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so we see that in our culture. We see, begin to think of foolish ideas of what God is like, whether that's way on the spectrum of just he's an evil dictator and he's just out to kill your fun, or he's like, yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, I love you, love you. yeah do whatever you want. Yeah. We don't know who God is. Yeah. We've lost sight. And, and so no wonder when we lose sight, we can't see. And it says, as a result, their minds became dark and confused. And man, we're in that place. Darkness, confusion, chaos. You know, yeah. it, it's it, it, in an elementary school or now even in the hospital to have them say, well, we'll, we'll now say assigned gender mm-hmm. at birth. And that's so, it's like, that's confusing. Like, what? You know, to think that, it's like, there's there's this, I'm confused. What? Who am I? And so we live in the who am I? Yeah. And, and that's constantly fluid mm-hmm. now versus this concrete. And so. Well, that's why it's so important. To be in the Word, to mm-hmm. know who God is. Yes. And there are people that claim to know God, but I don't have the scripture put up, but we actually talked about this a few Sundays ago about bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. But how do you know? It's not enough just to say, I I, I know Jesus and I'm, I'm a believer, but are you bearing fruit? Mm-hmm. You'll see it in people's lives. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it doesn't have to be, again, you know, yes, we are mostly, you know, we do target identity, but this is for everything, um, you know, through whatever circumstance we walk through where we are lied to by the enemy that comes through our, through our marriages, through our children, or that comes through, our, you know, a job situation or a physical illness um, or a death in the family or any kind of hardship or struggle of addiction or anything mm-hmm. um, where we aren't ex- we exchange the truth for a lie because we're not believing who God is. Yeah. And that's why it is so prevalent to be in the Word, to know mm-hmm. who God is. And, and, and many of you may be like me, grew up, in a Christian home, you had the word around you, but you never really read it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's an encouragement is, man, if he promises that if you seek me, you will find me and um, seek me with all of your heart. And so we've got to get back 
to a right view of God, a right understanding. I, going all the way back to um, where we started, Noah. You know, we, we got to go to the, to the ark, and I said, man, what was the first thing that Noah did when they got to land? You know, when, when the rainbow was appearing, they built this altar. They put God back, not that he had moved, but in their hearts, in hearts. they put God back where he belonged, on the throne. Uh, Megan was just saying, the fruit, if you're not actually planted, and you're not bearing fruit, then are you, is, is God in the right place? Is he really calling the shots? Is he really the Lord? Or are you worshiping somebody other than the real true God of the Bible, Yahweh, who sent his only son that created all of us. And because, man, it's all of the word. It's every part. So we have to get him back on that place. So put God, four practical steps. The first step of, and, and breaking down this first step into four steps, the first step to redeeming a right view of ourselves the first step to getting out of the confusion and chaos is to re, is to redeem a right view, an understanding of who God is in four practical ways, four practical steps. One is put God back in his rightful place. Rather, uh, and like I said, we, we need to get back in our place of humbling ourselves before God. And, mm-hmm. and babe, what is uh, that? Second, said, and you just said just it. to get just to know God, get back in His Word, understand um, who God is. is you gotta, you gotta ask. You gotta, you gotta search. When you yeah. search, you're gonna find them. Um, like, practically, so I mean, so you know, I think, and I look back ever, even I'm convicted. Even just again, I was raised in a Christian home, and a lot of times I think I relied more on what I was just taught through Sunday school or through. Um, through a sermon or what I heard on youth group night and thought that was enough, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, I really, being honest, did not have a very active devotional life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just thought I was checking all the right boxes, you know, and I really didn't grow more into my faith until I had some testing, mostly through college and coming out of mm-hmm. ministry school and just life, you know, when really understanding. And even this year, taking a step, we both are doing um, this study with the Bible recap, which you may may not be aware of with Tara Lee Cobble, um, but it's really been challenging because, um, you know, I've ne- honestly have never read this much of, of the Bible. And someday, you know, it's and it's, it can be testing. I mean, because, you know, it is a lot of reading. But it's like a day, it's a discipline of just letting the word wash over me. Um, And um, I can already tell just, um, you know, not being legalistic about it, Mm -hmm. but just letting, taking it day by day. If I'm behind two days, it's okay. Like um, whether I listen to it or I actually read it, you know, either way, the word is getting in me. And, And I can already just, tell a difference and just 
my hunger for just the the word and even some things where I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was there. <laughs> um, even being being a believer for, you know, some I'm 35. So some I, you know, pretty much my whole life of being raised in church and um, just understanding that the, the word of God is alive and it's active and um, and that's where we're going to find um, who God is because when we search him he'll he'll make himself known if we just do it so that was one uh, put God back in his rightful place he's got to be number one two get to know God you like you me like go get up in the morning find your place and get in the Word and read all of it, not in a legalistic way, like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm back, but in every single word of the Bible, read it. Maybe it might not jive with you. You might actually not like some of the commands and some of the things. And and like Megan said, when in Timothy where he says it's living and active, also, it says sharper than a double-edged sword. Well, that hurts. And so lean into that. That's good. And what in our culture says, no, that's hateful and mean. You're hurting me. And it's like, good. Yeah. That's good. Because we don't, man, God is so loving and he's, he's trying to save us from these things. And let the word change you. Yeah. And, I remember, um, and Tara Lee said this, and just understanding, you know, even just some of the struggles in doing a study like this and having that daily discipline every day. And so, and and it has encouraged me um, because a lot of times, you know, we read, we read the Bible, we do it for ourselves. What can I get from the Lord? What oh I need you know what what do I need what encouragement do I I I I and we're again we're so we're thinking about ourselves um I've been convicted about that um instead of reading scripture and seeing God and who He is in the pages and I've I've been encouraged to put in my perspective in reading the Word and saying purposely okay where is God in these pages not most of, not so much of what I need or what my encouragement will be, but where can I see his goodness? Where can I see his character in the pages? Um, and so, you know, that's not, that's not from me. That is from someone else, but I will give credit to Terry Lee for that. But it's, but it has challenged me and I, and I have been encouraged to share with other people because it was a concept I had never, never heard before to, to understand I'm I'm looking for who God is Good. in the pages, not so much me. Yes, and what I need. Mm. That oh uh, man, and, and I, I think I may have even gotten on the soapbox before. It is not this Christian life is not about me. It's not about Megan. It's not about you. It's not. It's it is about God, and it is for His glory. Yes, it is for our good, but it is for His glory. And it is all about him on the throne. You know, we, we've been talking about pride versus humility. And we've got to get back. We've got to humble ourselves 
and, and, and re- recognize that the enemy's assault has been on God's identity. And we need to get in. And like Megan just said, it's, it's, it's so perfect. You know, we have, uh, and, and I've talked about it before, you know, we've got these daily affirmations that people, uh, we were watching a reality show and, and one of them was saying, saying one, oh, this is a, I'm a powerful, whatever woman, woman and I can do this. And, I can and, I do can this. Do this. <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, what? And I was, I mean, today show one day and I was like, you're all, oh, saying it together. And I'm like, what? And, and yeah, is there good in, in not being negative and deprecating yourself? Yeah. But it's still chasing the wrong thing and putting yourself in the place of God. Um, and so the third step is right there. Um, even talking about worship and praise, you know, I, for so many years, I wanted to just be in a worship service so that I could feel good and I could feel God's presence and all these things that I could get. I'm struggling, so I need this. And one of the things that our pastor, I love, I'm so grateful when he when he met with us as a team and really shared, no, no, no. We are we are singing to him because he is worthy, because he is good. And so I, I love that uh, when there's so many places that it says enter, you know, enter his uh, courts with uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You know, I love that it's saying. Oh, who who am I giving thanks? Who am I? Pra- oh, it's God, and so I'm going to praise God. And I used to be like, well, that's you know why you know it's like, aren't I supposed to just be thanking for what He's done? Well, yes, but first we just praise Him because of who He is. Yes. What we can do is you know in a, in a real practical way, like there's songs, there's things in the morning that I do first thing. You know, practically, what does it mean to praise God for just who he is? You know, uh, we sing a a great song about passion, and it's so simple. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. Yeah. Right? Or uh, we sing of the goodness of God. And so many times throughout the Old Testament, it was the battle cry that the worship leaders would go out in front of the army or they would sing it in the house of God when they dedicated the temple of Solomon. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. And they just repeat it. I mean, there's, there's that old song that, that Chris Tomlin and, and Michael W., you remember the forever. Oh yeah. Forever. God is faithful. Forever. God is strong. Forever. He is with us forever. The all it says, with a mighty hand and outstretched arm, his love endures forever. It's like and it can be it can be very repetitive, but you know what? It needs because but like those are the songs that are foundational for your faith. The word, I mean, like that that's what it means to saturate, to soak it in daily. Um, because in those moments when it comes, because it will come. I will frustrate you. You will frustrate me in, in this marriage. Like it's yes. going to happen. Jobs, finances, whatever. Bodies are going to fail us because we are human. 
um, temptation will overtake us, we have to have the word and we have to have worship as well of those fundamental songs, those theological sound um, words. That's from scripture. It may be repetitive, but you know what? It's it's solid and it will come to remembrance. Um, and I thank God for just that foundation in my life. Um, because those are the those are the songs, those are the scriptures that come to my heart when I'm tested yes. and when I'm going through that fire. Because it it happens. Yeah. It will happen. And um you know, so those are just like the first three and the final practical step, and it's part it's almost a two part because it says enter his his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You know, so we praise God. And and we do this even in our services. Mm-hmm. Like we will start a, a song that we'll, with the first song that is, you know, praise. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to praise God for you know you're a mighty warrior. You're God who is like the Lord, strong in battle. And we're we're just reminding ourselves of you know who He is. But then we'll get to a place where we remember, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And so, babe, you know, I know, think of, I, I know what we've been walking through, even practical. Yeah. And last last Thursday, and when it doesn't even feel good. Yeah. It's just give thanks to the Lord for, he, for what he's done in your life, you know, and even like you said, correlates with the third one, um, number four, about uh, number three. Um. But it's just understand. You know, if I if I just worship God for what He's done for me, then to to just be completely honest, it would. It, I don't want to say this ugly. How do I say this without you know? You know, it, it, let's just say it wouldn't be a long, 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 long list as far as like what's the word I'm looking for? Like if you look for tangible things, you know, it's very easy to look at the negative of. You know, I'm praying for this. Well, it didn't get answered like I thought it was going to get answered. You know, does that make sense? So if it, it would kind of be a lose situation, very defeated situation. So it's almost where I have to understand that I'm giving thanks to the Lord, not just for what he's done, but just because he's enough. And even if he never does another answers, another prayer that I pray what he did on the cross, salvation, redemption in my life. Hello, that's enough. And I also look back because he has been good. I look, I look back and even though situations have happened in our marriage or even before the Lord put us together, you know, I can see his goodness. I see the goodness of God through my life. You can attest to that as well. And he has he has been faithful. And um I can say that um you know I am thankful for him um in my life. And, and I'll even read it from um just a scripture about um if you'd like me to from Psalms one hundred um one through five says make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth serve the Lord with gladness come into his presence with singing Know that the Lord, he is good. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people 
and the sheep of his pasture enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. And so that's the truth to, to, to hang on to right now, especially um, in whatever season we're, you're walking through, what we're walking through um, is that we can, we can give thanks. We can enter his courts with praise. We can um, it, look past the circumstances of, you know, why isn't this, this happening or, you know, I'm praying this, but then this not, I don't see the mountain moving, you know, um, but it's in the, those refining moments that God is, you have to remember we have to remember the goodness and where where what he has brought us through, um, and trust him, which is gonna be hard sometimes. But yeah, he's good though. You know, and it it made me think of kind of going full circle back to even what happened when before the flood. How did people take their eyes off of God? Right. What happened in our culture to get us to where we are? What happened in my life? What happened in my life when we received a bad report Mm -hmm. from the doctor? Well, all of a sudden, it's like I have spiritual amnesia. I just am like, I forget who God is. I I can't see it. I can't. I'm like, wait. And I had to be reminded even, even last week in a song, how could I forget all the things you've done? How could I be so quick to not believe? And it goes back, like, think of when you've really done something loving for somebody and you've just gone above and beyond and they just go, eh. Or they go, I don't remember. Uh, this foundation bedrock of from Romans 1, it's interesting. It says they know the truth about God because he made it obvious to, to them. <laughs> Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. And then it's like the things that we've seen, right? We praise him for who he is. And then the things he's done, we worship him. It says, so they have no excuse. And I'm like, I look at me and I go, I have, I literally, God has done miracles. If you've listened to this podcast, you've heard about the mental health miracle that I went from a place where I was convinced of a lot of things that I was supposed to be in jail, murder and all these things, not coherent. I've seen, we've seen it and yet we forget because the devil comes in with the lies and that's right when it says, so they, have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God. And then what did we just say are the most important bedrock things of we've got to put God on on his throne for who he truly is. And we've got to praise him and worship him. It says, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And that's when it says they began to think up the foolish ideas of what God was like. It wasn't until they had, wouldn't worship him or give thanks to him. And that's where those four steps come in, man. Put God back on his 
rightful place, worship him as God, like he's he is the Lord. Get to know him through his word. Mm-hmm. And spend time in every morning throughout the day. Praise God. Remind yourself of who he is. And then give him thanks for what he's done. Every little thing. Everything. Mm-hmm. Be thankful. Because it's when we lose sight of those things that we can get off track and, and begin to exchange the truth about God for a lie. And so anybody who's out there who maybe you find yourself in a place where you've forgotten, you know, maybe you've known about God or you've grown up in church and you have exchanged the truth about what you really know deep, 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 deep down about God, about who he says you are, how he created you, and what uh, he's called you, how he's called you to live. And if there was somebody that is saying, how how do I begin this? How do I, I'm lost, I'm confused, I'm at this place, and I don't know that I've ever put God in his rightful place. The very first step that some of some of us and, and really all of us every day have to take, but some some of us who have never done this, somebody listening to this, you've never humbled yourself and submitted to Jesus Christ as your not just your Savior, but your Lord and your Savior. And you said you, you've presented all of just yourself, your sin, and you said you're right, I'm wrong, and I put you in your rightful place. So I just want to provide that as step one right now as you're listening and then take those other steps to get into his word, worship him, praise him. So if that's you, pray something. It's simple. It doesn't have to be my words, but just something simple that just you recognize that, God, I have, Lord, I have not believe the truth about you. I have actually made up ideas. I believe lies that now that I realize that actually Satan came up with them. But Lord, I believed them. So Lord, I turned from believing them. I believe that you created everything you created me, that I did fall into sin, that I am the one who sinned against you. I was born with a sinful nature. Lord, I exchanged the truth and I turned and worshipped things. And now I put you there, Lord. I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Lord, to be the sit on the throne of my heart. Lord, let, let it be you and you alone that I worship from this day forward. I surrender my life to you now. I ask you to be in your rightful place in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for trusting us with your time. And we pray that this blesses you and we love you. And we will talk soon.